All right, Fern. I'm going to start off by asking you a question. All right, everybody be prepared to have your minds blown with this amazing answer. Or amazing question. What was the first thing that you were doing for CrossFit Rife that you gave up to allow somebody else to do? Accounting. Really? Yep. So you were actually doing your own accounting? Like you, you filed your own taxes? Doing my own accounting is a very loose term. <laughs> Should we not talk it about this? It was a responsibility a... that fell underneath my name along with all of the other responsibilities, most of which didn't get done. And then at some point I was just like, can you file my taxes? And they said, yes, but we need substantially more money in order to clean up the shit show that is your 12 months of bank statements. Yeah, that was, you know, that was one of the things I didn't even try to begin with. And in the past, whenever someone said, hey, what's one piece of advice you have for a new affiliate? My first answer is always get an accountant because my accountant term was my personal accountant as well. But when I first opened, it was like, I would take cash out of my personal account. I would do this, do that. I didn't have a business account. And he was, I don't think we rectified everything that I had done wrong for like three or four years. I believe that because the list of shit you did wrong was probably expensive. <laughs> well, it was more just like, I remember at one point I was paying myself back from borrowing money that I didn't realize I borrowed. I just used like my credit card and stuff like that. But certainly accountants, I would say that's kind of a no brainer, right? There's not many box owners that are CPAs. There's not many box owners that should even consider doing their own accounting. So aside from that, what's more of the hands-on stuff at the box that you got rid of or when i say got rid of you the, delegated so the, the first one that's kind of forced just because you 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 just don't have enough time is coaching yeah. right and then after that it was some admin functions which was account maintenance and scheduling and some and some other things that came up but <clears throat> coaching was the one and coaching is also the one that most affiliate owners struggle with because they feel like there's this massive gap, right? So talking to coaches and affiliate owners, the, the general struggle is my expertise is here and everybody that works with me or for me is below that. So I struggle to let go of that because I feel that the service provided is significantly diminished when I'm not on the floor, <clears throat> which turns into this really ugly, kind of um, trap that you fall into. Uh, and the reason for that is generally not because people aren't good enough. It's because I have failed to lay out how to get to whatever level it is that is my expectation. Yeah, and I think especially back in the day when you and I were the, the primary coach at the box, you know, and and it wasn't as easy to improve as a coach like it is today, there was a huge gap there. And we were concerned that that gap would cause issues with our members. And, and I think even more so, it was, at least for me, a fear that our members would be like, wait, Jay's not coaching me? And not because I was great, but just because it was 
the Jason Ackerman business, it wasn't Albany CrossFit. Well, that, and it's like, and it, that is a legit concern, right? So like replace whatever name with you want in there, whether it's, you know, Fern is the man and Ackerman's, you know, just really awful at this, but he has a lot of free time, you know? <laughs> you know, I need my downtime. But, yeah, in your downtime. So the, it doesn't matter. The, the point is <clears throat> that there is, there can be a gap that exists there and you should be uncomfortable with it because that creates lack of consistency. But then the following question is, what are you doing about it, right? Like, what is the solution to that problem? And the solution, my friends, is not I'm the best and nobody will ever get to my level. Like, that is not the case, right? How do you bring people up to where you are is the question. And in what is a reasonable time frame? Some people can get there faster. Some people take much longer. But the point is, most people struggle with removing themselves from that position because they're uncomfortable with what's being replaced but they're simultaneously not doing anything about it it's just like well they're just not as good as i am and i'm like well how could we get them as good as you are and they're like well you know then there's no answer it's just a you know well we should we have this coach development thing it's not a coach development thing and we don't do regular scheduled evals and all this other stuff and and fully admitting like those things are hard to do but if you ever want to replace yourself like you got to bite the bullet you got to do something about it instead of just, you know, talk about like how big the gap is between you and everybody else. Yeah, I think that was, for me, it was just that fear of these people are paying to be coached by me. When in reality, that's not what was happening. They were paying to get a great experience. You know, this is 2007, 2008. It was a very different time in CrossFit, obviously. But you're right. You know, this day and age, I was just talking to somebody and I think a lot of box owners think about coaches in, in a respect of, hey, they can coach this many people so they can coach the 8 a.m. class, but the 9 a.m. class gets a lot of people. They're not ready for that. And my answer is like, no, you can either coach or you can't. You either need to be good enough to coach or you're not able to be on my staff. And you're right. It's, it's a matter of, okay, if I need this person to step up, if I need to remove some of this responsibility, what am I doing to get them to be better? Yeah, and, and that's a struggle because most people haven't ironed anything out. There's no system for evaluation. There's no, there's no system for feedback. The feedback is a sparse with regard to the actual tangible feedback that is given in the event that feedback is given at all. B, it's inconsistent with regard to time frame, right? So you get you get two this week, and then we don't talk again for six months. Um, and then C, it's not objective in nature. It's just filled with platitudes in your opinion about how you feel about triple extension, which is not useful to anybody. So if, if we can solve those three problems, which is, hey, it needs to be done periodically and it needs to be done periodically consistently. And then we need to have like a very clear metric for success and setting the expectation so that when I do give feedback, the feedback is consistent each and every time that I give it. And I give it and it says, here's the feedback. Here's what we need to do to improve. And none of these things are my opinion. They're based on pretty binary questions. Did we do X? Yes or no. Did we do Y? Yes or no. Not like how well did you do it? That stuff is subjective or what we would describe as kind of stylistic in nature. But the first watermark is, 
did you do it? Did you start the class on time? Yes or no? Did you finish the whiteboard brief in three minutes? Yes or no? Did you finish the class on time? Yes or no? Did you do a specific warm up? Yes or no? Did you do a general warm up? Yes or no? Did you use a progress when you taught the movement? Yes or no? Did you mention every person by name? Yes or no? Like these are all the things that sound pretty simple, but when I group them together, really starts to paint a picture of whether it was an effective class or not. But none of these things are super mind blowing in nature. But if I put them all together, we're not going to argue about any of those things. Like they literally either happened or they didn't. It wasn't just like, well, I don't really like the progression that you used. Like, did you fucking use one or not? It's not about like whether you liked the progression or not. Like, was there one used? Yes. Could we tweak it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We can have that discussion. But here's my thoughts, right? So that is where I think it needs to go with regard to developing the coaching staff. So you have to figure out like what it is that you want to happen in there so that you can replace yourself. Because the problem is not that you're that you're so good, right? Like that that's the that's the the fatal flawed argument. It's like I'm so good that nobody's ever going to get to this level, and I'm like that's ridiculous. Like nobody's that fucking good. Well, I've heard Don't, that I am pretty right, which is why you've been wearing a CrossFit rice beanie for the past two weeks consecutively. By the way, it's just so, super comfortable. Trying to get on, it's not about the name. Level. Trying to get on my level, bro. That's what's happening. So, but, but my, but my point is like that, that is the solution to said problem when people are just like, and, and like, I don't know that I've ever talked to an affiliate owner that hasn't expressed that frustration. It's just like, well, I feel like when I'm not there, the level of delivery of the service is not what I would like it to be. Well, then my question is why not? What are you doing about it? Right. So the, you got to solve that problem. Just like, why, how, how do you give feedback? On what frequency do you give feedback? And is the feedback designed and delivered in a way that will get you the result, which means it needs to be objective. And this is something, you know, Todd Whitman told me, you know, whenever it was at the last um, trainer summit that we had, he was like, hey, dude, leave your opinion out of it. Nobody gives a shit. You know, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly how he said it. Yeah, knowing Todd, that is how he said it. But and I was like, I, oh, you're right. You're right. Like it, it creates, it creates a weird air of confusion when I'm just like giving you my opinion. Like my opinion is not useful to you in, in the, in the context of like actionable, correct this problem right now. Well, I think you, you really came up with a, a nice solution for box owners that are struggling here. Maybe it's 10 or 12 questions and it's a checkbox. Yes or no. And yeah, you can argue the merits of the progression they used. You know, you and I say it regularly. Hey, you don't need to use the level one progression, but it works pretty well. So if you're not going to use it, that's fine. We could talk about it. But more importantly, you use the progression. Right. And it's, and that's the feedback that we, or that are not the feedback, but kind of the ground rules that I set at the beginning of every level two. Use this one or not. I don't care. I'm not here to judge you on which progression you use. I'm here to give you feedback on, was it effective or not? So it's like, A, did you use one? Yes or no. If you didn't, it's probably not going to go very well. If you did, good for you. You're on the right track, but here's how we could improve it over time. So it's like, you did it. Now let's iron it out, right? So I, that, that's the big thing is just like, you know, over the, over the years, like that, that is how you systematically get to replace yourself or you know, I was talking to somebody today. He's just like, I don't like the term replace. And I'm like, cool, replicate yourself. Would there it be better if there were multiple of you running around? Sure, probably. So how do you make 
rep, how do you replicate yourself on the floor? Well, I have to think about what are the things that I do that I like that create a good service and a good experience, and then write those down. And if you can't answer with them a yes or no, take it out. It has it doesn't have any business in there. Or put in a block that has like comments, right? Like elaborate on that. And when you give that feedback, it should be noted that that feedback is now stylistic and that's your opinion and they can take it or leave it. Yeah, and I would say, as you're saying that for most of these people, it's not your coaching that the members love about you. It's probably a lot of these intangibles. And for that reason, it is, you, you can't make it about your opinion. You know, what do they love about you? Hey, you know their name. You know, did you use everybody's name? You ask them questions. You, you know, make sure you, you get around to everybody multiple times throughout the class. It's those and again, people that think like. that these are abstract things that you're bringing up, but those are all very binary. Like those are ones and zeros. Those either happened or they didn't, right? So if it's just like, well, this person's amazing and everybody loves uh, whatever, Sally or Bob. And I'm like, why do they love Sally and Bob? And they're like, well, because they greet everybody when they come in. I'm like, cool, that goes in the checkbox. Did you greet everybody when they came in? So yes, there are intangibles. Like some people are like you and they're just not, they're socially awkward and people don't like them, right? I'm However, socially awkward, but people like me. There's a difference. People tolerate you. People Fair tolerate enough. you. Yeah. But, but my point is that the, most of the things that people love about coaches are actually things that you can pretty easily replicate. You just have to tell people that's what they need to do, right? Like this is how you, this is how really really high end uh, either restaurants or hotels have consistent service. You think that all of those people are just like the most amazing personal people ever? No, there's a training process that that they go through. When you walk in, they do X, Y, and Z. These are the things that you have to iron out in order to replicate yourself. And if you're not going to do that, then you're just stuck in this rat race of like. I'm good and everybody else is not as good as me. And the, the reality, the harsh reality of that is that's bad leadership. The bad leadership is continuing to fool myself into thinking that nobody else could make it up to my level, which is subconsciously inhibiting the growth of others. So you should give them the keys to the castle and just be like, here's how you do it. And if you're better than me, so be it. But the point is, it's better that we're all this good, not just me being recognized as the person, right? It's also important to let people make mistakes. And if you don't put them out there, you're not going to give them that opportunity. No one's going to quit your gym tomorrow because, you know, Johnny coached his first class and they didn't love it. Well, it's also, yes, they're going to fail. But again, how are we measuring and identifying failure points? It's hard to say that somebody failed if, if you know, if there was no tangible metrics with which to, you know, in air quotes, fail them by, like, what was so bad about the class? Well, if I look through and I'm like, they started late, the wad brief was eight minutes long. They skipped the actual specific warm up. You know, they didn't scale everybody. They put every same loading on all of the bar. And I'm like, well, those are all very identifiable things that we could put on a sheet. And now what happens is, right. And now what happens is these people who are not so good in air quotes, this is now their playbook. They're like, these are the things that would lead me to success. And I will know exactly which one of them, which one of these items I did not check in order to get there. At which point, now the feedback just gives itself. This isn't my opinion about how you did. Like, you checked the boxes or you didn't. 
So we've really just dialed in coaching. Would you say for 99% of box owners, this is the first thing they're going to give up? I think it's the first thing you have to give up to some degree. Like you just can't coach all the classes depending on what your affiliate looks like. And even if you could, you're not going to forever. Like it's just not sustainable. So, but what the, the problem is, if, you, if you're on the floor all the time, you cannot work on other aspects of the business. Because I'm, and then I'm going to have to do the same process in other aspects of the business, right? So if you're transitioning to sales, like there needs to be a checklist, greet so-and-so by the door by name, bring them into the office, sit them down, offer them a bottle of water, like all things that are very tangible in nature. They're yeses or nos, which lead to a desired outcome. And now what I can do is I can take this, this experience, whatever it be, whether it be uh, scheduling an appointment or coming in for a consult or taking a tour in the facility or running your class. Now I can replicate them because they're literally outlined. Like, it's just one of those things I always make the joke. I'm like, if you can read the English language, you can do this because it's written out step by step. And it's done for a very specific reason because doing these things leads to that person that everybody loves. We're just not leaving it up to chance anymore. We're doing it intentionally which is kind of like, you know, I have these SOPs and it's like SOPs are not, the point is that it should be done very consistently every single time, right? So if people, here's a good one, right? So if people, let's say you have a three session intro, right? And if it's, we recently changed ours, right? Because there was a hiccup, which created inconsistency, which was we were giving people a water bottle, a sticker, a card, and then we were trying to be like, give them a t-shirt, but some people got a t-shirt. Some people didn't get a t-shirt because we didn't have the right sizes or we were out or whatever. And I was like, that's inconsistency that we've not yet figured out how to solve because we don't have enough t-shirts. Let's take it out. And now what you're going to do is everybody gets this on session number three. We were doing it on number two, but what happened was like, people weren't sure if they got it already. So there was, that was my fault because it was a flawed design when, with, with which we delivered it. So I was like, let's take this thing out that we clearly can't deliver on because that's just stupid to, to put that in there and not deliver on it when I know I can't deliver on it. And let's replace it with this and let's put it at this exact time frame. And now everybody's, everybody knows when you get to this point, here's what you get. And we have plenty of these and we can always facilitate it. So stuff like that. It doesn't have to be like this written out fucking thing when a check sheet is just like, here's how we do it. Here's how we do it every single time. And it's a yes or no. Did you give that to them? Yes or no? No? Okay, cool. Do it next time. Why? Why didn't you give it to them? Oh, I ran out of these things. Cool. We need to solve that problem over there. Like what, what didn't we put in place that allowed you to facilitate success for the members? And again, it's not about like how you felt about it. It's just like, did it get done or not? We can massage how it's done later. But the first check mark is, this is like the whole relentless thing of coaching. You know, how to be relentless? You do anything. Say something. Give a, give a cue of any type, right? Like sign language, it doesn't matter. That's the first check mark. Like you can't say that you're a relentless coach if you give zero cues. Like that's just, it is, that's not a thing. Well, yeah, and we always say, did it get better? Yes or no, right? That's really what you're looking for. You gave a cue, did it work? Yes or no? Okay, no, go give another cue. Yes, okay, now let's talk about it. Did it get good enough? Would you, would you change anything? You know, and it's the same principle there. So yeah, I think that that's a great advice for new box owners or current box owners that are, that are concerned about, like you said, replicating themselves. Let's not get into it on this episode, but on, on a future episode, what would you 
what would you delegate next? Me personally, like at CrossFit Rice? Yeah. Um, I can tell you what I plan to delegate next or, or kind of re-delegate is uh, like social media. But again, that's going to need to be ironed out too. Like expectations matter. I can tell people what they have to do and when they have to do it and where they have and who they're responsible to. So, so we can talk about that on the next episode. But again, it's probably going to be a checklist. Hey, did you post today? Yes or no? Right. Cool. Right. How yes it, or no. I'll be like, okay, cool. It was a shitty post, but it went up. Like, got yeah. it. Let's, how, let's, let's. How is it performing is the follow-up question. Why did you post that? When you know we have a party uh, next Saturday, why did you post about that, et cetera? Right. And it's like, hey, it was supposed to be this video. Why did you put this picture? Like, it was designed this way. We had a schedule. Like, why didn't we do it? You know? <clears throat> cool. Well, I think that's important for box owners to hear. Come up with a checklist that you want to see happen in your class. Run through it. Make sure your coaches are doing it. And that's really the first step. And then, you know, my piece of advice is you got to let people fly. And whether it's, hey, they're starting with the warm up, they're starting with the cool down, they're slowly coaching the entire class, that's fine. But you're not ready until you're ready. And you won't know if someone's ready until you let them actually give it a go. So you got to let people fly and you have to be willing to, to allow them to. So there you have it. Delegating is a, is a challenge for new business owners, for any business owner, but you realize without it, you're limited. You're going to hit a ceiling, whether it's your time or your energy. There's only so much you have. You have to delegate with direction. You can't just be like, hey, here's your thing. Very few people will just take that football and run with it and be successful. What's that right there, Fern? You nailed it. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.